Good morning and welcome to HR in 10. At 10. I'm Jason Perry. And I'm Kimberly Bradshaw. And as you know, we go live every Thursday morning on YouTube to talk about the HR issues affecting local employers here on the Sussex coast. But this week, we thought we'd do something a little bit different, didn't we, Kimberly? Well, there's been a budget which gives us something new to talk about. And lots of employment-related stuff in the budget. So we're going to be really brave, I'm going to say. Um, and for those of you that are watching us live, um, you can ask questions live and we'll do our very best to answer them. But we're also going to talk through what we think are the big issues of the budget that affect those in employment. So, Kimberly, shall we start with furlough? I think that's a good idea. I'm no surprise that it was extended. No surprise at all. And, and also, you know, as we're aware, it's very much the same as it was when it was rolling out, uh, coming to an end last year. So, you know, we've got the flexible furlough up until July. In July, employees have to pay, employers have to pay uh, up 10% of the wages and the government reduces to 70, then it goes to 2060. Uh, and then it's sort of back to normal. Yes. But I, my guess, obviously we go back to the, the furlough leave scheme in a bit more detail, but my guess is that they're going to bring something like the job support scheme back, um, some kind of, you know, reduced hour programme or something. Yeah. It will be interesting to see because, what you know, if we think back, this was brought in pretty much a year ago, um, Rishi's first budget, um, rather thrown in at the deep end and came up with furlough. Um, and at the point, lawyers were quickly looking up what furlough was and you know what the history of the word was, what it would mean. We'd, we'd never had a scheme like this before. And it, I think it was due to last about three or four months. We obviously had the extension last summer where they brought in this tapered um, contribution from the employer. It was attempted to phase out in November, which was abandoned three days after it should have ended, if I recall. So... Uh, it kind of feels like we're back to the the, the uh, September October phase, and as you say, in July employers are going to have to contribute ten percent towards it. And I think that's the point where most people will say, "Do we need to be doing this? Can we ease people back into the workplace?" Mm -hmm. It will go up to twenty percent contribution for the last two months. And bear in mind, you're already paying any pensions contributions or any employers NI. What we saw when the JSS was introduced in November, albeit it never started, many employers looked at the cost there and said, actually, this isn't worth running. We're better off bringing people back. And at that point, if we can't afford anyone, everybody, making yeah. one or two of them redundant. So I, I think having positioned this so it ends long after the June the 21st, everything's open target, I think we should see a, a, a nice gradual phased return. Um, and I think it should balance quite well for employers. Yes, I think there will be a, a raft of those who are going to struggle with the extra payments mm. once they start in July. Oh, and we seem to have lost Kimberly briefly. The joys of doing this live. Kimberly, are you with us? I'm hoping Kimberly will come back in a moment, otherwise this will be a little bit one-sided. But it kind of highlights the um, excitement of doing it live, as it were. So, 
let me pick up on that point. Um, what effectively we're going to see is, say, is furlough phasing out towards that point. So we've got the 10, 20% contributions. And I think employers at that point will pick it up. Kimberly, you're back. You froze. <laughs> the joys of doing this live, I was just saying. I, I thought I was going to be doing the next five minutes on my own. I know I've got the doorbell going and I I didn't know if you were live still or I was because you just froze. So anyway, back, back. to the point in hand. We, we, we were just saying it's going to phase out towards, um, therefore, September, October. Um, and as it is, it finishes. It, it's perhaps an interesting point. You were just saying about... Um, the, the point that employers might struggle with the cost. It's probably an interesting point to pick up on unemployment figures. Yes. Because um, the OBR, um, Office of Budget Responsibility, now published the data that the Chancellor relies on on so much of this. And one of the big things that's changed is the economic forecasts have changed. Now, mm. there's clearly, uh, dare I say, a lot of political spin and a Chancellor always tries to show how he's done the right thing and it's all because of the right decisions. But the key of this seems to come out that the OBR have said because of the furlough measures and other things put into place, unemployment will be not as high as it was previously expected. The previous forecast was it would peak at 11.9%, uh, which is really quite scary. I think we're at 5.1% at yeah. the moment, thereabouts. Yeah. Um, but the revised forecasts are saying it's now only going to peak at 6.5%. So it's a little mm. bit higher than we are now, but that's a very, very significant change from the, uh, let's say, doom and gloom forecasts we were looking at. And the yes. other bit I'd really like to mention there is in the 2008 crisis, after the financial crash, unemployment rates peaked at 8%. So we're mm. now looking at something that should be less bad. Yes, and I think there's some encouraging figures as well. I think um, the stats say that 83,000 people were put back onto company yes. payrolls in January compared with December. And given that we went back into lockdown again, I think that shows that there's confidence in the vaccination programme, that people as firms are starting to think ahead and look at what they can do uh, and having survived this long, I think there will be people who, you know, they've already restructured, they're possibly as lean as they can be. And so it bodes well for, for those industries that will survive to, to get cracking. Yes. And I, th I think that big thing, tying this in with furlough, if unemployment is going to be much lower than previously expected, that kind of supports what we're seeing on the furlough changes. And I don't think we see some big change. Yes, there are, are more redundancies coming. That's without a doubt because some companies are going to struggle. But that point over the 83,000 new hires um, in January, I think is really positive. So there's some good here. I'd just like to add, actually, this is HR in 10. And normally we squeeze it all in 10 minutes. Given the budget, we're going to go a little bit longer than we normally do here. So bear with us. Hope you can manage that extra time into your day. Um, Kimberly, next, I think we ought to mention minimum wage or yes. na national living wage, I should say. I, I still always call it minimum wage. Mm -hmm. um, and whilst this isn't uh, new, as it were, we, we kind of knew this was coming, um, but it was announced again as part of the budget. A few months ago, they reviewed the living wage 
and this year's increase isn't as high as previously was expected. So. Yes, I think in actual fact it's raised by 19 pence per hour, whereas the prediction or the get, the promise in the budget last year was 49p yeah. uh, per hour. I think the key things there for me are the fact that they brought the the age range down to 23 from 25, yes. so it's you know. It's extended there and then it's also the the increase for the sort of early 20s group isn't there yes, which yes. i think is important yeah i mean i i think the increase if you're in the standard range 25 plus i think it works out at 2.2 percent if i recall correctly it's very dangerous trying to do statistics live when i don't have the figures in front of me but i think it's 2.2 percent um as you say, the really interesting one, and employers watch out, make sure you're paying attention to this, is the age band for the national living wage has been lowered from 25 above to 23 above. So if you've got anyone on your workforce who's 23 or 24 years old, who previously you could have paid at a lower rate, you need to watch out and make sure you are moving them into the right bracket. If you're using any modern high-tech payroll system, I'm quite sure it will alert you and pop up a little flag to tell you, but it's really worth bearing in mind because this isn't something you want to be doing in your first payroll in April. Mm. HR is all about effective employee engagement and communication. It's making sure you know in advance and you talk to your people and you share that. So anyone over 23 is now going to move to the national living wage which will be £8.91 from the beginning of April. As I understand it, the increase is equates with the expected rise in wages for the year. Uh, so it's trying to sort of balance that yes. out a little bit. Albeit, um, and we could talk about pay rises, but probably haven't got time today. Um, albeit <laughs> pay rises do seem to have dropped. They are nowhere near what was going to be the expected. So yeah. the living wage increase actually is above that level now. So, yeah. But big change. Watch out on that one. Um, there is a change for the 21 to 22 age group, which moves it up to £8.36. But mm. the big one to watch is that 23, 24 age bracket. Mm. Um, other things in there, um, relatively minor one, but worthy of a brief merit, SSP. We've all got used to COVID SSP over the past year for people self-isolating or with symptoms. Mm. It got little more than a mention, um, and that is effectively it's still there. We're still going to support people. Um, we will announce at a later date when it will end. So we know it will end because to a mm. large extent the COVID crisis will end. Um, we're going to have to live with COVID, as uh, the Chancellor so nicely puts it. Um, in the long term, but the COVID SSP will not remain in the long term. We just don't know when that's going to come to an end. Mm. I don't think that's unexpected, to be honest. No. I think most people would expect it to go back to the four days. Yeah, um, I, I suspect probably some point mid-summer, autumn this yeah. year. It may be in the autumn statement, it will disappear, but I'd expect to see the SSP revert to a more normal base. The last one I really do want to mention before we wrap up for today, um, and we're only about four minutes over so far, I think, but the last one I really do want to include today um, is the apprenticeships. Big yeah. changes here that I think if you're thinking of hiring people, and even if you're not, maybe you should review it, um, could be very interesting for many employers, couldn't they? 
Well, it's in effect doubled the budget. Mm. Um, I think it's also made uh, so you know now you can get claim back three thousand pounds for taking on an apprentice. Yes. Uh, if you're under the apprenticeship levy size, I know there's a. I don't know if they've scrapped the fee of. I don't know, 495 or, or something. Um, but certainly I think it's a lot easier because before there was the there was one payment of X amount and another payment of X amount depending on age. Yes. And now it's just it's the simple. one at yeah. 3,000. Yeah. What, what we had, or in fact we still got up until the end of March, um, there's two incentives. Well, it's, I deal with two incentives. There is a third, which is for particularly the younger group. But if you hired somebody um, who was between, um, sorry, just completely thrown, as my mobile is ringing behind me, I'm always delightful when <laughs> you're live. We've had it all um, today, doorbell, uh, internet, absolutely. Um, It is on silent, but it's still irritating, but always happens. Um, so there was a grant of £1,500 um, for over 25s you hired an apprenticeship and £3,000 if you hired a 16 to 24 year old on an apprenticeship and that was due to expire at the end of this month. What the Chancellor has done is A, extended that for a further six months so the employer incentives stand until the end of September but better than that um, he's opted for a single size of grant or single, single size of incentive which is £3,000. And if you paid attention to what I said a moment ago, I said 16 to 24, sorry, 18, to, uh, getting this wrong now, aren't I? Um, for over 25s got 15 and for 16 to 24 got 2,000. What we've actually got is 3,000 pounds and the words he used for, for anyone regardless of age. So mm -hmm. it's no longer just the younger group. If you were taking on an apprentice who's in their 30s, my understanding at this point is there's a £3,000 grant. So if you're looking at a new hire and you can justifiably bring somebody in and invest in their skills at the same time and bring them on an apprenticeship model, there is a very nice employee incentive for doing that right between the 1st of April and the end of September this year. Six-month only opportunity. Yeah, there's one thing I want to check. I was reading that this £3,000 is on top of the £1,000 you can get for 16 to 18 year olds. Yes. And for those over 25 in certain circumstances. Yes. Uh, so, you know, we have been looking at £4,000 yes. for the, an apprentice. The other one, which I, I, I didn't mention, um, as you say, it's for the very young, and I, there are some other exceptions to it, but it only applies to a small number of cases. Um, for the bulk of them, yeah. it was the the, the fifteen hundred or the two thousand pound one for that sixteen to twenty four age group, but three thousand now replaces it, and covers any age group. So really, really big change, worth paying attention to. So there we have it. In uh, I think we've probably been talking for about fifteen, 15. minutes. So we've not quite managed HR in 10. We've done budget in 15. So I think we've wrapped up all the really key points uh, affecting employers there, Kimberly. Um, I think so. And let's see what ripples out over the course of the next week. Absolutely. It all always is in the detail. So we may find ourselves talking about small elements of this in the coming weeks and HR in 10. We really hope you find these uh, sessions useful. Um, you can click the subscribe button on our YouTube channel and get alerts when we're live. But as you know, 
every Thursday, 10 a.m. We're live with HR in 10. Thank you very much for watching and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye.